Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back, guys. This is Believe in Rams. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch. You can follow me at JK Bogan. You can follow Cameron Lynch at Cameron Lynch 50 on all social media. Yes, sir. But today's episode is Ooh. going to be a little bit different. We've yeah. had some great guests on Believe in Rams. If you haven't been paying attention, guys like Tory Holt, Marshall Falk. I mean, you know, the list goes on, right? Andrew Siliano, um, Syracuse Andrew guy. Siliano, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we've had a lot. I mean, we're not going to name them all, but we, we've had a lot. Um, this one is is up there with one of the greatest I've ever, you know, been able to talk to. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't think he needs much of an introduction outside of the fact that he's Eric Dickerson. So we're very <laughs> excited to have yeah. him on, uh, one of the greatest running backs ever. So fun to watch him and period. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this, if you're like me and didn't get a chance to watch him, you know, when he was playing back in his heyday live, because it's different going back and watching, go back and watch it on YouTube, man. <laughs> there are still those videos out there. Uh, watching the 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 Rams Cowboys uh, playoff game, yeah, watching his 248 yards. We'll get into that, but yeah. but Cam, uh, this is this is a lot of fun. This is a show that I think a lot of people are going to appreciate. And yeah. uh, this is one for the books. Jack. You know, this is one for the books. One of the best interviews I think that I've had in my career. And I've interviewed a lot of people. You know, after I stopped playing, I interviewed a lot of people. And it's one of the better interviews uh, myself. So really excited for everyone to hear it. And one thing, one of the takeaways I got from it was. Eric Dickerson is a man of the people, right? And the actual players that played at the Rams, Kyron Williams, he's looking after him. Um, Todd Gurley, he's looking after him. And so you'll hear that in the interview. And man, shout out to ED for hopping on and uh, sharing the stories with us. Absolutely. Well, you know what that means, folks, before we dive into the rest of the show and get you over to the Eric Dickerson interview, we have a special word from Cameron Lynch in his deep voice about underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy. You can start playing Pick'em or Weekly Fantasy for any sport today. Users will receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 if they use promo code BELIEVINRAMS at sign up. Start playing Pick'em and Weekly Fantasy football today with underdog fantasy that is underdog fantasy and in case you didn't know bet online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season get the latest odds lines and match reports for baseball boxing golf and more bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers including live betting your favorite casino and car games available to play right from your phone head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today Get in on the action. Use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And, well, this is where the Eric Dickerson interview starts, <laughs> and uh, we stop. So we appreciate you guys for sticking around, hanging out with us, and uh, you guys enjoy the interview, and we'll be back next week to hopefully talk about a Rams playoff victory over the Detroit Lions on Sunday Night Football. Let's go. But, uh, but until then, you guys enjoy. All right. Welcome back, guys. This is Believe in Rams. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Cameron Lynch, former Rams linebacker. And we got a very special guest, the Ram legend himself, Mr. Ram, Eric Dickerson. How we doing, Eric? Thank you so good. much for coming on. Good. How you guys doing? Good, good. Excited to have you, man. Excited to have you. Uh, you know, legend of legend. It's, it's an honor to speak to you and connect. 
Um, and we, we just want to get your thoughts. You know, this year the Rams made the playoffs again, right? Um, we just want to get your thoughts. How do you, what does that look like to you? Uh, you know, I'm a legend, you're a legend as well. Um, but of course there's different age gaps. And so when, when you talk to your buddies and I talk to my buddies, um, what some of those conversations look like? Like, how are y'all feeling? Are y'all going to the game? <laughs> what does that look like? Well, I think a lot of things we talk about is uh, how the NFL doesn't want to run the football anymore and how the team's going back to run the football or the team that you see are being successful. I mean, you look at the national championship game last night with Michigan. I mean, look, you know, you, you if you don't want to run the football, you, you just you just don't want to run it. But you have to run the football if you're going to be successful, I think, at any level of playing football. Um, I asked this question to Lawrence Taylor, Bruce Smith, and Ricky Jackson, um, no, Richard Dent, uh, about three years ago, we had an event, and I asked him, I said, man, let me ask you a question. What if you could play and they didn't run the football at all? And all of them said at the same time, no runs? I said, no runs. He said, oh, man, we love that. He said, we kill it. <laughs> we kill it. <laughs> so, you know, that, and, and to me, the run wears, 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 wears the team down. You know, when I watched the Rams this year, uh, I think that McVay and his staff has done a great job this year coaching because, to me, that team did not have a lot. I mean, when you when you saw him come in when the season started, you know, we had Matt Stafford, uh, you had Cooper Cup, you had Aaron Donald, and that's it, pretty much. And then I saw Aaron at a at a at a, at a high school football game beginning of the season before the season started, and I asked him what kind of team think the Rams gonna have. He said, Eric, you know, it's hard to tell in practice. He said, but I'm gonna tell you, I think we're gonna be better than people think we're gonna be. He said, I'm telling you. I said, he said a lot of the young rookies are playing very well in practice. I said, okay. I say, I say, I'm gonna tell you. I said, honestly, man, I say three to five, <laughs> three to five games. I mean, and you know, I didn't want. To, I just, I mean, I have to be honest. Yeah. And, but am I glad that they won more? Oh hell yeah, man! I want them. I mean, I most definitely want them to be successful. Uh, I think all the guys, like myself, older guys, are happy that they're successful. I know they are, and they're happy that they're running the football. You know, because then I talked a lot of offensive linemen. Because the Rams have made a real statement this year running the football line. And, and to me, that's not Sean McVay's – that's not his thing. Really, I just – when you swatch his – in the past when he first came to the Rams, it was throw, throw, throw. Oh, yes, right, I need to run the football. So, but, um, you know, and that's just – you know, like I said, that's just a lot of us old guys talking. We're a lot older than you, you young still. <laughs> hey, you got wisdom, though. Now you got wisdom and that's – you can't beat that. And just real quick, Jake, before, before I pass the mic to you, um, you know, in my it, really when I came out of college, 2015, Eric, I went to the Rams. So Todd Gurley was the same rookie year, and we were running the football, right? You had uh, Zeke Elliott, right? The Cowboys, we were running the football. And, you know, as I continued to play, went to the Buccaneers, and the game changed a little bit. And so when you see Kyrie Williams on the ball, you see Todd Gurley pass him the torch. What is that conversation that you think Todd is sharing with him? Like, hey, I've been here before. I've been in L.A. These are the conversations. This is what's helped me out. Um, I'm sure you had a conversation with Ty at some point in his career. What are those conversations as running backs in L.A.? Because it's a different market, um, Eric. We were in St. Louis. That's totally different. But when you get to L.A., <laughs> it's a different beast. We ain't in Earth City by the, you know, by the dumpster where you can smell the trash when you're practicing. It's totally different. And so what is that conversation for the running backs in L.A.? Yeah, what does that conversation look like for you all? Well, when I talk, I mean, when, when Todd came here, I me and him went to a Laker game. Um, and uh, people didn't really know who he was. You know, they asked me for my autograph. And I said, hey, this is the running back for the Rams, Todd Gurley. He said, oh, man, can I get you to get this autograph? And a few things that I told Todd, I said, Todd, I said, man, always be kind to the fans. I said, I said, the fans really make you. I said, you know, if you have time, take time to sign an autograph, take a picture. Because, you know, a lot of the guys these days, I mean, 
they're pretty. I just got to say they're arrogant. You know, they think that, like, I'm bigger than this game. I'm bigger than you. You know, I like a lot of these guys where they came from. And Todd, Todd was such a humble guy. And another thing I told him, I said, I'm going to tell you this. Shit. I said, I told to Adrian Peterson. Adrian said, man, tell me, what should I look at in the league? I said, one thing is don't let them intimidate you. Because you're a rookie, they're going to try to intimidate you. That's, that's what veteran players try. That's what the defense yeah. tries to do. I told Todd the same thing. But the main thing, I said, enjoy it because it goes fast. I said, I'm telling you. I said, you're going to look up. I said, it's your rookie year now. You're going to look up. You're going to be in year five. I said, that's how fast it goes. Mm-hmm. i never forget, he came to my house at a barbecue, and I think he was going to his fifth year. And he said, Eric, man, remember you told me how fast this goes? I said, and he said, man, I said, it's almost over. I said, before you know it, it is almost over. And I tell every young player to enjoy it because you can't do it forever. You know, one day I tell them, you're going to be sitting right here where I'm at. I was, I was young. I was number 29 and, you know, doing all the stuff in L.A., the girls and going out and having fun and all that kind of stuff. But sooner or later, you become an old, older guy, a statesman, a, a family man, and things change. But it's no place like L.A., I'll say that. If you can make it in L.A. as an as a athlete or a star, you really made it. You can talk about New York. You can talk about any other city. But L.A. is where it really is. I mean, I got to say that. Agreed. Now, Eric, I know um, at least over the years, I don't know if you did it this year, but I know you normally do the rookie cookout. Um, did you do that this year? Yeah, we did it this year. We didn't do it in my house. They rented a house that we did it at a house. Awesome. So, yeah, First off, I think that's really cool. That's, uh, yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, but secondly, I wanted to ask you, did you get any feeling just talking with the guys that this draft class was going to be different, you know, coming out? Because, I mean, obviously not everybody on the field is doing, you know, what, Pukaniku is doing and all that, but this is one of the better draft class I think we've seen in recent memory from the Rams. But what were your thoughts on this draft class coming out? Well, honestly, I, I didn't know because you know I think all of us, I think a lot, not just all of us, a lot of people get caught up. You don't have a number one, you know, you don't have a number one pick. We had a number one pick, I think, since what 2016 or something like that. Yeah, Jared Goff. So it's been a long time. You talk about that number one pick, and you kind of forget about other players. I saw their draft as some offensive linemen. I think one guy from TCU. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I thought that was big because that was one of the big factors last year, last season. Offensive line was really beat up, banged up. And, and one thing people don't understand, I tell them this all the time, you might not know, I call them, they said, the big fat guys. I'm saying big fat offensive linemen. I said, you mm-hmm. might not know their names, but those guys are very, very important. Those guys made me famous. They made Todd famous. They make any running back quarterback, they make you famous. Yeah. And a lot of guys were hurt last year. I mean, that offensive line, I don't think they had the same guy play the, in the same position maybe twice last year. And, and that's tough. I mean, that's yeah. tough because you understand you have a starting defense playing against backups, guys that don't really know each other. Offensive line, they know they know calls. They know what the guy next to them is doing. They play together long enough. And when you don't have that continuity, it hurts. And that's what and I saw. I mean, last year, it was just a disarray. It was almost like, I'm all right, I'm going to take a patch. I'm going to stick it here. I'm going to stick it there. I'm going to see if it works. Oh, that ain't where Let's move it here. Let's move it there. This year, they've had more continuity. You know, the offensive line has pretty much stayed kind of healthy. They've got some young pieces in there. And that's what makes a football team. I think when you build a team, you build a team with your offensive line or, the, or your defensive line. You take the choice. But that's how you start building your football team. You can have the, the running back, the quarterback. But if you got a running back and nobody block for him, then what? If you got a quarterback, nobody block, no receivers to catch it, then what? I mean, so you got you got to have those big guys. 
Yeah, and as as a running back yourself, and obviously one of the greatest running backs of all time, just watching Kyron Williams, um, what do you take away from watching him? Because I know last year they expected big things. You know, they had the joint practice with the Bengals uh, before the preseason game, and you know he was actually the starter in that one because Cam and Daryl were both hurt. But then you come into week one, you get rolled up on on the special teams unit and you pretty much miss the majority of the game uh, the season. And then year two, you come out and you do this. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on just kind of watching the, the young Rams running back? Well, watching him, uh, he can run the rock. I mean, I, the thing I like about him it was one game he made a cut. And I mean, I saw the cut. You know, other people didn't see that. I mean, I said, oh, that was a hell of a cut. I mean, as a running back, you know the cut. A guy came to the backfield. He stopped, backed up, and went around. I mean, it was like it happens a split second. Everything happens like this in pro football, like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, that was a nice cut, man. You know. And when I saw that in him early in the season, I said, this kid's pretty nice. And I just been watching him. You know, he always seems to fall forward. Uh, he has good hands, uh, good awareness, a good blocker. You know, most running backs they just said we don't like blocking the linebacker. We don't like blocking the guy. Uh, uh, y'all, y'all got that five or six yard running. It's start on us. It's not fair. It's not. It ain't fair, fair man. It ain't fair. But uh, but most definitely, he is a he is an exciting guy to watch, and he's made such a big difference. I mean, the way Matt Stafford plays because it takes the pressure off of him. It really does. Uh, so I like why I, I like I really like watching him play. Yeah, and then Eric too. I know that he's going to the playoffs. You know that that's a big deal. Um, what does he tell his linemen, right? You talked about your linemen make you famous. Well, his linemen have to make him famous. So what are some of the things that you told your linemen? You take them out to dinner. Like, what did you do to get those guys ready to play in the playoff? What does that look like for Kyron? Yeah, I mean, I, we did go out to dinner because we had, we had a really close-knit football team when I, when I was the Rams. But my thing was, I was telling them, just get me to the line of scrimmage unimpeded, and I'll do the rest. If you give me the secondary, Oh, I'll, damn, I'll do some damage to him. I mean, that's, <laughs> just 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 get me to the. I said, just get me to the line of scrimmage. You know, I got a guy in my face. Sometimes it doesn't happen. I make a move, but you get me to the line of scrimmage. I say I'll do the rest of it. And I think as a, as a back, you know, and Kyle is fast too. He's fast. So if, if if you have that speed and that cutting ability, sometimes that that's all you need. I mean, and look, a, a defense is something that you have to wear down. Because mm-hmm. guys can become hyped, you know, defenses, they always got the upper hand for the first couple of quarters. They, I mean, they, they hitting you, hitting you, but them offensive line hitting you, pushing you, you run, I got to make a tackle, I get I get up, the defense, I got to make, I got to pass for it. Oh, they run, like, you. Again. After a while, they run that ball, you're like, damn, man, can't y'all yeah. make some tackles up there? Keep them off me. <laughs> so that's what, that's what you want out of, out of your running back. And that's what I see out of Kyrie. That's what I see out of him. Mm. Yeah. And Eric, really quick too, I wanted to ask you, who was the, you know, on the, Players treatment, like every podcast I ask Marshall Falk this, who was the first player to really, and I don't say bust your ass, but really like, hey, I got to play this dude next week. Like, I need extra sleep. Like, who who's that person? Well, uh, I would say, me and me, I was my rookie year. And, I, you know, we, was, we were playing the Giants. We opened the season up with the New York Giants. And they put in a play where I had to block Lawrence Taylor. And I'll never forget when they came in. They came in on a, I think it was a Wednesday, th- Thursday. They, they put in this place. They got to play. And you got to block the outside linebacker, and it could possibly gonna be Lawrence Taylor. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, wait a minute, what you mean block him? I want to get my coach uh, Bruce Snyder, my running back coach. I said, Bruce, he said, Eric, he said, all you got to do is cut him. You know, get his hands down. We're gonna have Mike Barber's gonna be on the tight at the, on the tight end, and he's gonna hit him and then slip out for like a we need a one or two yard gain. Well, sure enough, um, the game started, and man, let me tell you something. 
that that was a nasty defense. And you know, back in them days, they could hit, <laughs> talk noise, curse, and all. You know, yeah, we do the same thing. But man, I it, the, the play came in like the third quarter, and um, he rushed. I cut him really good too. You know, you know, y'all don't like being cut. Don't blow no. me that linebacker. Hell no. Nah. I cut him really good. So I'm going back to the hut. He grabbed me by my arm. He said, hey, you mother, don't you cut me, man. You hear me? Mother. And I'm like, I'm thinking we're going to laugh or something like that. He said, you hear me? I said, yes. So I, just, <laughs> I, go, to the, I go to the bench. I mean, we got to get first down. I go to the sideline. And they, they had to call a timeout looking for the back. I said, man, I'm not going back in. I said, that man said, don't kill me out there. I said, man, that's crazy. Man, why y'all have me do that? Said, we're not going to do it again. You know, I mean, that was one guy that, you know, he was such a competitor. Love love playing against him. You know, later, love playing against him because we seem to always play well against the Giants, but mm. LT was a, uh, he's a true competitor. Is Michael Parsons kind of like that? I know people keep saying it, and I want to get from your perspective. You just told us a story about how he was trying to take your head off. And Michael Parsons' mentality is not like that because, you know, Michael podcast, but LT tries to rip your head off. So is Michael, his skill set, what does that look like for you? His skill set is it's like LT's skill set. I mean, it really is. I think that um, I don't think he has the same bunch of like this. It was a bunch of killers on that on that Giants defense, man. They had some they had some real dogs over there, boy. I'm, the Cowboys got some good players, but not like the Giants defense. Um, Michael Parsons is a great player. I mean, he really is. I mean, he's a player because you look at players that play now and say that they play in our era, and really the only difference that I see is really is bigger offensive linemen. The, the, the defense line may be a little bit bigger, not much. The speed is still the same, but, you know, the physicality that we played at was different. And I, I, I can say that for sure because they didn't really protect players that much. I mean, like a, a guy going across the middle, you know, the, the defensive receiver, wasn't no such thing. And it, it wasn't that kind of stuff. You know, um, bounties, it had all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, it was a whole different era. But I play, man, I, I, play, so, I play for Greg. Honestly, I play. I'm not going to bring this up like that. But I played for the Rams 2015, and Greg Williams got in trouble for that. So not not saying that. <laughs> I feel like I feel like my 2015 year was like the switch. You know, like the switch of like all the tough stuff has to go, and you got to <laughs> play the game. You know, you got to play the game. And I like you said, I love I love the run game. Like for me as a linebacker, Eric, I'm six feet tall, so I got to hit people. <laughs> you know, I I got to hit people. So that was my bread and butter. I would go low, get them legs, lift up and dump. So that was my thing. But Jake, I know we're coming up on time here. I want to pass it to you for our, for our final question before we wrap up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I got a two-parter for you, Eric. Uh, going into this one against the Lions, obviously a big deal. Matthew Stafford storyline, Jared Goff storyline, all of that. I want to ask you what you see going into this game, how you see this game working out. And then my second question for you, the Rams, uh, the last eight games I've calculated, uh, they are top five among the 14 playoff teams in 33 different categories. They are scorching hot right now. They've won more games than anybody. Do you think they could uh, go to the Super Bowl again and win it? Well, as long as you're in the playoffs, you got a shot. <laughs> I said it, as long as you're in the you got a shot. Uh, Yes, I mean things would have to really fall into place, and and you know I would say go back and look at the uh, was it the two thousand I don't know the 50, when did the Giants lose to the pay I mean the Giants beat the Patriots what year was that was that two thousand fifteen oh, uh, well, what, whatever the, uh, what, what, okay. I think fifteen whatever year that was when you watched yeah. you saw the Giants that year and the Giants started off like I think zero and four one and four something like that. And it wasn't good. And the defense got healthy. 
got really healthy and started playing really, really, really good. I'm like, damn. I said, I think the Giants going to beat the Patriots in the, in the, in the Super Bowl. I, I took the bet. Matter of fact, straight up. It's a straight up bet when they got the box. I said, I'm going to take the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rams have a shot. They're that football team right now, like the Giants. Not saying defensively, but offensively. And I think the defense is coming on. Um, I think the great part about this game is that Jared Goff gets a chance to go against McVay, a guy who, you know, traded him and, you know, kind of gets really good, but I feel like he was disrespected and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But saying that to say this, um, I'll say, and I said it from day one, I like Jared as a quarterback. I liked him. I didn't think he was the guy to lead us to the Super Bowl. I always said that. I, think it was, I thought it just needed, he needed time. He needed time. And as you see him now, He's a lot better and a lot more mature football player. He's like a football player. I think the offense fits him great in Detroit. Um, Matt Stafford, on the other hand, Matt back on Matt, I met Matt the day we had a, a day at the, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the at stadium when Matt first showed up, and I walked up to him. I told him, "You're the piece we've been missing." I said, "You're the piece." I said, "We'll win the Super Bowl this year," and I, I just said it. I just I just felt that he was the piece because we still had that team together, mm-hmm. and sure enough, it happened. Uh, I think the storyline is great for Matt Stafford to go back to Detroit, a place where he started his career. Great player there. Great for us. Uh, most definitely a Hall of Fame football player. Uh, but I'll say this much for both deep, for, for both offenses. I think the, the Rams have the better offense, more weapons. Detroit is a very hot offense. I mean, they've got St. Brown. They've got Montgomery. They've got Gibbs. They've got Goff. You know, we've got Puka. We've got Cooper Cub. You know, we've got a lot. Also, we've got Matt Stafford. Uh, so it's a perfect storyline, you know, yeah. to go back. For, I mean, Jared to play against the Rams and Matt Stafford to go back to Detroit where he started. And, I'm, and I, I just I told one of the guys just on the radio, I just want to see how, he, how you know, how he's, you know, how the same fans, you know, accept him. I, I, they should yeah. cheer for him because he gave a lot of years with a lot of bad football teams. In Detroit. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, I got to, I got to throw one more thing out there. You said that. And one of the Detroit, I don't know if you saw this, it's going around. Uh, one of the Detroit uh, lions apparel companies uh, in Detroit was trying to start this movement of no Matthew Stafford jerseys in attendance. How do you Ooh. feel about that? Man, come on. That's stupid. You that's got stupid. That. Why? Why he played in Detroit? I mean, yeah. why? I mean, it's he was so dumb. Good. Man, come on, that's that, that, that's that's been so that, that kind of pissing me off a little bit, Eric. I ain't gonna lie, because I went to the Rams and the Buccaneers. I went back and forth, and the fact that I was welcome back home to the Rams, and so for someone to block me from my team, I'm sure for you the same thing. It's like, come on, dog. Like yeah. this is a family. This is not you can't kick yeah. me out the house once you once you wear this logo, you can't get kicked out. So, well, like right? I'll even I'll go a step further. OBJ was on the Rams. He's one of my all time favorite players. He wasn't on there for long. But his time there was so special, catching the first touchdown of that Super Bowl game. And I mean, we all know if he didn't get hurt, he was he was gonna just wreck the bank. He's gonna be MVP. He's but I MVP. I wore I wore that jersey when the Rams played the Ravens because I wanted to like honor him in a way. Like it's it's just for me, right? I'm not going out there and doing anything. But I wore his jersey as kind of like an honoring him and supporting him, but also supporting the team of the Jersey, which is the Rams wasn't a Ravens Jersey. So I guess like to your point, I think it's stupid because you can still root for the lions and kind of honor Stafford at the same time. Now, if Stafford wins on the final drive of the game and you're wearing a Stafford Jersey, (laughs) I don't think people are going to look at it that way, but that's not the point. And, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I think it's fine, man. Like I say, uh, Matt Stafford played uh, in Detroit, and he was great in Detroit. 
And uh, when he left Detroit, he didn't leave. More like a lot of times you leave on a bad turn with your football team. And I got to say, Detroit did him right. The organization sent him to, because most of the time they try to send you to hell. Like when the Rams traded me, they sent me to hell to Indianapolis. <laughs> but, you know, some teams do that. But they sent him to a good football team, a team that he won the Super Bowl in his first year. And I, you know, I think one of the things that people always said about Matt Stafford, and I, and I don't I don't get this, I, I don't agree with this. Well, you know, he had never won a Super Bowl. He didn't won a Super Bowl. You know, I don't know if he'd be a Hall of Famer. I'm like, man, come on. And he hadn't won a Super Bowl yet. I said, man, I said, I, I disagree with that. I said, you got to look at, at the teams he played on, how he carried those teams, and now he's won a Super Bowl. So, you know, that's their big thing. That, that's, if that's the one they're holding on to, they got to worry about it. He got a Super Bowl, so he, he should be in the Hall of Fame with, with myself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I agree. Eric, you know, I got to say before we head off, I really wish I got a chance to watch you play. I'm 28, so unfortunately <laughs> I didn't get a chance to do that. Uh, I'm, I mean live, of course. You know what I mean? I've gone back and I watched your 248-yard game. Uh, you were an absolute freight train. A lot of respect. My father's going to be a kid in a candy store watching this because you know he was you were his favorite player growing up. But uh, but no, we <laughs> sorry to make you feel old there. But I just hey, I, I, hey look, I am old. I, I'm not real real old, but I'm old. I, I, I got a I got a text uh, the other day. I guess it was the day that I set the record against the Cowboys at 248. Somebody said happy anniversary. And I'm like happy anniversary for what? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been, it was 30 years, 30, I think 38 years. I'm like, damn, it's been 38 <laughs> years ago. Wow. Man. Oh, man. I just watched that game with my pops and yeah, it's on YouTube and everyone should go watch it because it is exactly how you play the running back position. It is a clinic. I was killing it. First of all, I hate the Cowboys. I was killing it. I was loving it. Being a Texan and went to SMU, you know, being in Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see you. <laughs> yeah. Eric, too, I want to say, too, you know, as a former player, man, keep pouring into us, man. Keep pouring into us because we, we need that, right? Kyron needs that. Todd needs that. We all need that. So we appreciate you, man, to keep being great. <laughs> yeah, thank you, brother. Jake, thanks. Appreciate y'all having me on, man. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for us, folks. Eric, we really appreciate your time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. He is Cameron Lynch. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Take okay. care, folks. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.